Welcome to another edition of Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. (laughs) And we've got a game for you. Need to tell you what's happened here. Earlier on, Bush and myself did some synchronised throwing of paper balls into the rubbish bin. Both went in at the same time. It was absolutely incredible. Wasn't it beautiful? Do you know what it reminded me of? At the high point of the Isle of Wight Festival when the red arrows flew over yeah. in formation. Yes. It was It was like that. And this very rarely happens. Very rarely do we even hit the bin. Synchronised I mean? littering is what you're about to hear. But the reason we're about to do it for a second time is because earlier when we did it, and it wasn't for you guys, our wonderful podcast listeners, our producer producer Adem was not watching and reacted in no way whatsoever. He was a little bit nonplussed, a little bit nonchalant, so we thought, let's recreate a bit of that magic for the Daily Takeaway. OK. <coughs> Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> That's the sound of both of us missing. <laughs> At the end of this episode, we'll try one more time. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. I'm not sure if your Thursday has had the fireworks that ours has had already. <laughs> Let, let's just explain. Uh, Richie is kind of crestfallen. I don't know how he's going to get through the remainder of the show. Uh, just to explain, we went for a team lunch a little bit earlier on at the Amazing Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. And as you know what it's like at the moment, hardly ever get everyone at the same place at the same time. So it was nice to go for ribs all round together. Yes. Earlier on, which is a great thing. Quite the feast. <laughs> Uh, we had a lovely meal, we had a great time. Uh, then it got to the dessert bit, and there was a lot of eyes flicking around, like, are you going to go for dessert, are you going to go for dessert, or whatever. Uh, Richie picked a dessert, and then it all kind of went south. Yeah, so, um, I, I'll hold my hand up, I was the leader of, uh, we get a dessert. Because we were going to go, and he's like, no, we need to get a dessert. <laughs> yeah, because I had seen on the dessert menu a chocolate brownie. Yeah. And I fancy that, you know, lovely, lovely little sort of like full stop after after the ribs. Who doesn't love a chocolate brownie? Yeah. Didn't need it, I wanted it. Uh, and when the waiter came and took the order and I said, can I have the chocolate brownie? He paused and looked and was like, are you sure? Yeah, it was strange, wasn't I it? I couldn't work out what he was on about. I thought, you know, is, is he sort of like breaking the code here and saying, really don't think the brownie's that good, mate? And then it all spilled out and he was like, are you sure just you wants that brownie or are you going to share it? And he uh, said, which is interesting because you, you've you've gone into bat on a number of occasions <laughs> saying that you don't share food. I don't share food. I don't share food. So um, then he pointed out that the picture of the brownie in the menu, it's like an A4 menu, he goes, that is the size of the brownie. And I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. And everyone else is like, go for it, Rich, go for it, go for it. And I'm thinking, oh, I, really, I really want it. Okay, it's big. And the waiter's the only person who's saying, I'm, I'm not sure, what, for, just for you, sir. And that, for me, was the red rag to the ball. I'm that, having that brownie. That's, that's when the atmosphere turned from us, like, <laughs> taking it or leaving it. For you, like, suddenly it became personal for it you. Did, thing, it did, didn't because it? a man was judging me and thinking, I don't think you can do that. I'm thinking, I can do that. I know I can do that. And out it comes. And this... It was in like a goblet that was the size of a football trophy. Do you know what? It, the, the, the cup with this brownie in was so big that I swear I've seen Dieter Von Tees sit in it at a burlesque <laughs> dance performance. It was absolutely huge. And it wasn't just a brownie. It had like ice cream and stuff on top of it. Brownie sat in the bottom of the goblet. Then it had like three scoops of ice cream. Then there was whipped cream. There was a glacier cherry and hundreds of thousands of top. And I have to be honest, even at sight, I thought, whoa, I think I might be beaten here. But I did my best. I did my best. And here's the kicker, I was beaten. I you couldn't beat. even manage more than half of it. And it was it was such a strange end to what, what up until that point had been a, a lunch filled with laughter and, and, you know, merriment. Yeah. I felt like, um, 
we'd gone into town and you'd uh, like that you had a voucher for someone that you couldn't spend and then you'd silent shame. on the way back. Do you know Such what I mean? Such a shame. Like 30th of June, six six months done of this year of the Hometime Show. There we are reflecting back on what we've done. Should be a triumphant meal. And I walk away and I feel a failure. He's been defeated, but, you know, I think in life sometimes you start stuff with every intention of finishing. It just doesn't happen that way. It's just how life pans out. So we want to use Richie's experience uh, for the greater good and make some good come of it and hopefully turn this mood around, turn that frown upside down tonight at home time. Thank you. So if there's something in life, for whatever reason, you've not managed to finish, a little bit like Richie, beaten by the brownie from Hard Rock Cafe, tell us about it now. They're meant to be supporting me by saying I couldn't finish this, but I'm getting messages like this. I'm ashamed of you, Richie. <sighs> you should have dug deep and forced it into you. It looks tasty, says Stephen. But I, do you want to defend you? I think you're a different person now. You don't... Maybe a couple of years ago you would have polished that off because you felt like you had to. I would to. have done. Yeah, and, and you're a different person now. You, you, you've got uh, your own control back, I think, which is good. <laughs> Isn't that good? I think that's a compliment. I, I think I mean it is. It's a I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, like for me, just to throw my hat in the ring in terms of not finishing stuff, uh, I started. I know you're doing uh, Italian on Duolingo. 165 days in, my friend. Well, this is it. it. Makes me feel even worse. I started French when I was in France. Bit late, wasn't it? After the uh, <laughs> Lord Mayor's show, and I'm not finished doing that and can't even say any French words. And back to GCSE trickle all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Terrible. Dan Pryor has tweeted to say. Add this to your pizza challenge disappointments. Oh, my goodness. Three years back, wasn't it? Three years ago, we Wait, tried... Oh, maybe to the day. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. That, uh, oh, that huge... I can't even remember. How, how big was that pizza? Too big. <laughs> huge, huge pizza. Huge we, pizza. We tried to beat a world record, got nowhere near it. Uh, your support, please. It's not coming in. Steve says, uh, I live in uh, Castleford, Yorkshire. I order my takeaway from Cas Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, I love they, it. What they offer a kebab called the King Kebab, which is basically a suitcase-sized box full oh. to the brim with everything. I've ordered it twice. I only manage a quarter of it. I'm gutted that I barely make a dent. Ouch. What couldn't you finish? Tricky says, bass guitar, bought it, learnt the chords for I Want to Be Adored by the Stone Roses, gave me handache, so I gave up. <laughs> couldn't finish that. Couldn't finish his dinner. Uh, we've got Thomas on the line who couldn't finish Prison Break. Is that right, Thomas? How many, how many series can you get out of, like, breaking out of a prison, right? Because at the end of it, they get out, and then, like, number two, they're back in another prison. Fine. And then you get on to, like, three and four and five, and, you know, just lost the plot, really. Is, is this the one where he's got the map of the prison tattooed on his back or something like that. I, is that what that is? Yeah, I've yeah, not started yeah, Prison Break. I think I'd like it, but there is five seasons here. <laughs> five seasons. Exactly. I mean, how many how many times can you repeat the same thing, right? So, yeah, I mean, the first one's great. Don't get me wrong. But then the second one lost it slightly and then it no, just, just... So you gave up, what, just at the end of season two or did you start three? <laughs> no, I started three. I think I actually might have even got on to four in the end and then, um, yeah, early, either late three or early four, I, I gave up. Now, if that chocolate brownie that I had at lunchtime was prison break, I'd got halfway through season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about, about, about the same then, I think, yeah. Uh, do keep your tales of other things that you've struggled to finish uh, coming in. Jerry's texted, says, I know this isn't exactly what you're after, but it is about ignoring a waiter's advice, which is what you did, Richie. He did try the, to warn you, didn't he? did say, look, don't order that just for you. Uh, Jerry says, in a local restaurant, a waiter asked me if I'd like a drink. I asked for a Coke. Coke or Diet Coke, uh, says the waiter. Being on the larger side, I replied, do I look like I drink Diet Coke? <laughs> no, they said, but you look like you should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, what a day it has been. Hard Rock Cafe, team lunch, uh, mega chocolate brownie. Couldn't finish it. I'm not the man that I thought I was. You had to be walked out of there at the end. <laughs> 
Uh, Matt Ford has tweeted to say, our very own Matt Ford from Rock and Roll Football says, I'd have eaten that pudding. You know, he actually says, I'd have beaten that pudding. Richie should be ashamed of himself. He feels the same. Sean in Ealing says, what a lightweight. My 16-year-old son demolishes the hard rock brownie <laughs> after a starter and a main course. All right, he's got a 16-year-old metabolism, hasn't he? I'm 45 now. This is not the uh, support group that you were looking for, no, really, really, is it? No, it's really not working, this. Uh, we've got Dan on the line. Dan, what beat you? Oh, um, I bought a page of... 205 GTI, my um, childhood car that um, I used to buzz around in, but um, it's still in beats. <laughs> I just can't get around to finishing it. Okay, so you've got this car that you were going to restore, it's still in bits. What's the state of it and where is it? Um, it's under a sheet on my drive, but all the bits are in the garage. So I've got the car taking up the space for the drive. And the garage, so I've got no room. So, um, <laughs> is there anyone else that is impacted by this, or is it your own personal pride that is just affected, Dan? Uh, it's my own pride, but um, I blame my um, kids. My kids came along, so it's... Uh, they do ruin everything, don't they, it, sometimes? <laughs> it, it, it did. It, um, it halted proceedings. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, so I've got no chance of finishing it, basically. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think you're ever going to get it done or, or, or you have to quit at some point and just admit it, like Richie did I today? I, I don't know. I would want a, a, a garage full of bits, basically. Wow. <laughs> I'll have to finish someday. But the thing is, you'll have to finish it as a car to be able to move it. Exactly. Do you know what, I don't know you guys, but I have this kind of like um, very kind of Werther's original soft focus view of what retirement's going to be like. You know, yeah, getting yeah. to do all those things you can't do now because of kids and work and stuff like that. You pottering around, I imagine that fellow with your, you know, your, your, your cords on and little wire rim yeah. glasses taking your time over stuff. You just got to play the long game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll be able to fit a Zimmer frame in the boot, I think. So. <laughs> Thing is, by the time you've restored that Peugeot 205 GTI, there won't be petrol cars on the road. <laughs> I know, that's it. I know. I'll have to dig my own well. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Got a bit of business to attend to. And that's 10 weeks of tickets. We want to send you to Kendall Calling next month. Uh, featuring the likes of Stereophonics, Bastille, Supergrass, The Kooks and Wombats, etc. We've been going very heavy on the mint theme mm. this week. Uh, and we wanted to change it up and do something completely different and hit you guys with a bit of a curveball tonight. So we've got some mints. We've got some mints uh, from the corner shop earlier on this afternoon. Yep. Uh, and Bush and I are both going to put the same mint in our mouths and we are going to chew. The, the, the question, the, the, the very core thing here is, do you th- I mean, You might think you know mints quite well, which is fine, that's your prerogative, but can you tell the identity of a mint just from it, the sound of it being eaten? OK, so you know the number that you're going to call. Uh, in fact, I'll give it to you now. Let's do it now, do it for you now. 0330 123 1215. 0330 123 1215. Those lines are going to be open until, I'm going to give you till 543, but they will close as soon as someone guesses correctly. So that's what you need to call. So if you've heard the quiz this week and think, ah, oh, you know, it's a lot of general knowledge that's not really for me, this is something different. This is, this is using your imagination, your senses to be able to identify a mint just from the crunching noise of being eaten. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Don't shake your head at us, producer Adam, which is good content. What? Slight fizz of it going on in your mouth there. Is yours fizzing or have I got a fizzy tongue? I think you might have a fizzy tongue. I think it's that um, brownie from <laughs> earlier on. Brownie. Yeah. Does it fizz? Listen. Well, maybe no, it might no. not. Know. 
sorry, producer uh, uh, Rianne in the other room there. I think she might hand a notice in. So, uh, sliding doors moment for us here on Home Time. Should we have a little chew one more time? Yeah. Here we go. What mint makes a noise like that? Got good teeth, haven't we? All me own, right. currently. Let's play. Who's this? It's Quentin. Who? Quentin? Clinton. Quentin? Clinton. Clinton, as in Monica Lewinsky. Ah, uh, yes. Right, gotcha. I didn't think we'd have someone listening called Quentin. <laughs> it's not really our, our scene, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think. it's not. It's a bit posh. Clinton, what's the mint? Uh, is it a Fox's Glacier Mint? Fox's Glacier Mint. I've not seen one of them in donkey's years. It's not a Fox's Glacier Mint. No. Sorry, Clinton. Home time, who's this? Hello? Yeah, who's this on the line? It's Alex. Okay, Alex, it's lovely to have you on the show. You having a good day so far? Yes, thank you. Are you normally quite good at identifying confectionery just from the sound of it being eaten? No, but I've got a feeling I know what this one is. Oh, right. What's the mint, Alex? <laughs> it's the tree bought extra strong mint. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Am I wrong? You're yeah. right. You're <laughs> off to Kendall calling. Aye. <laughs> what is your skill? Have you, have you got previous in this kind of thing? Is this a specialist area for you? Because you're absolutely bang on there. We were worried whether people get the branding or not, and you know the, the company that makes them. I had to Google it to make sure I got the right name. I, no, my nan and granddad used to give them to me when I was little. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It's the kind of mint that you, your parents keep in the car, isn't it? The extra strong mint. Yes. Driving mints. <laughs> well, Alex, two things to say to you. One, congratulations. And uh, secondly, from our team of producers, thank you for being the second person to get it and ending the mint quiz very quickly today. <laughs> thank you. Fantastic. You're going to Kendall Calling. Good on you. Oh, thank you so much. I didn't think I'd even get through. We're going to finish the end of the rest of these mints, so uh, thanks then. Take care. Oh, thank you. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I was thinking back to when I was a kid. If I was off school, remember being off ill, my mum would always make me and my brother the same thing, and it had miraculous healing powers, which was a soft-boiled egg uh, in a cup, mashed up with a spoon, butter, salt and pepper. We used to call it, childishly, gookie egg. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gookie. So that would be like, if you knew you were ill, if you're having gookie egg and some like, like original LucasAide with this sticky cellophane thing around the lid and all that kind of stuff. But I ended up um, buying Erin uh, Roblox vouchers. <laughs> That's how you make a modern uh, pre-teen pre uh, feel a bit better about being off school. Roblox vouchers, which if you don't know what Roblox is, it's this online game that they're all obsessed with. Uh, and I've bought, uh, I've spent £20 on some kind of weird cryptocurrency for I her. Bet I, I bet your gookie egg didn't cost £20 back in the day to prep. You could knock out a load of gookie eggs for that kind of money. But So it just got me thinking, right? Think back to when you were off school ill, maybe there on the couch in your uh, um, dinosaur pyjamas. What thing would you have had that would maybe have helped you feel better a little bit? Used to demand uh, a plate of Marmite Toast Soldiers. Oh, uh, which, was, which was two slices made by my mum. Cut Each slice, eight soldiers, so you get 16 soldiers. That's a lot of soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it a was, battalion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and for me, um, I told myself that that would help anything uh, because if I had a sore throat, the toast and the Marmite, the roughness of it, I thought was going to take the take the sore throat away. But that was, that was always my go-to. There's a bit of science in that, though. When I have my tonsils taken out back when I was like 20 odd. I had my tonsils taken out at uh, Swansea Uni uh, University Hospital and the next morning after the operation I woke up and they gave me a plate of crackers. Oh really? And I thought, are you taking the mickey? But apparently if you are, if you've got something like that going on, that rough edge is supposed to be good for it. Well they try some with the Roblox. Give it a go <laughs> in instead of that. Uh, Kristen says, banana goo dressed up as a moxicillin. 
still tasted divine and I wish grown-up antibiotics were just as good. So there you go. Think back when you were a kid and you are off school for the day, what thing were you given by your parents to make you feel a bit better? Uh, Sam says chicken pot noodle, that's a bit of a staple, but oh. black currant squash that was called sievit. I remember that. Sievit? If, 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 if a house didn't have Ribena, it would have sievit. It was basic, it was a different type of Ribena, but I remember that. I don't any weirdos get in touch as well with hot Ribena. I just find that the weirdest thing, people heating up Ribena. It's good for you. It's not good. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> Don't nod the producer, Nick. I can see you over there. He's in, he's in the Hot Ribena Club. <laughs> Hot Ribena sounds like a band that were on the Glastonbury Festival this weekend. Uh, Colin says, uh, watching the Lunchtime Neighbours, so you could drop a few spoilers in when watching it again with the family at half five. Uh, Ian says Orange Lucas Aid, uh, and oh, that would yeah. go down with beef and tomato soup. That's quite a combo. That sounds like someone out of a 1980s uh, um, leisure centre vending machine. Gaz says, guys, my mum is Irish, so seems to think potatoes have mythical powers. So when I was ill, she'd always do a bowl of mashed potatoes, beans and cheese on top, baked in the oven for 10 minutes. Still my go-to option to this day if I have a hangover. The amount of people that are putting forward LucasAid, it is still a staple. It was for Mark, but alongside his LucasAid, a match magazine. I think I'd still get a lot of joy out of reading a match magazine right now. It has healing powers, gives you plus three health. Dan says, uh, when he was a kid, it was mainly Alpha Bites and Sesame Street. Uh, Mark says, I remember watching an episode of Knott's Landing, where someone ended, up, <laughs> someone ended up in a concrete bath at the end of the episode. I was back in school the next day and I still don't know what happened next. <laughs> uh, Robert, it would be McDonald's fries dipped in chocolate milkshake. What kind of house is this, Robert? You're ill, you're off school and your parents are bringing you fries from McDonald's and you're dipping them in milkshake. I think he must have had his parents wrapped around his little finger. Wow. But it wasn't all plain sailing. Ali Payne has tweeted to say that back when she was a kid, all she got was a cold, hard stare from a parent. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Time for the Hometime Film Club, a weekly meet-up organised uh, to deal with the stress of being the one that has to choose a movie. It's really stressful, particularly like we said before, if you're looking at Netflix and it starts playing the advert for the film and you can't think. <laughs> so every week, Hometime listeners in need get in touch with special movie requirements and you guys source a film for them. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is a good way, possibly the best way, to get in touch on this because you can then email us and let us know the background, which is what Madison Ingham uh, has done. Hi, Bush and Richie. I've got a request for the Hometime Film Club. My boyfriend, Jesse, keeps falling asleep by the end of any film that we watch together. I have to wake him. It's very frustrating because he doesn't care. He makes us rewind for a bit, so I have to sit and watch the film again. So to teach him a lesson, I want to find a film that's got a great twist in the last 20 minutes because this time I'm not going to wake him. Hey. Serves him right, eh? That's good. First of all, Jesse sounds like an absolute disgrace, doesn't, doesn't he? he? <laughs> Loads of people listening to this right now. And this is this is quite a big problem, I think, with, with movie watching. Do you if you listen to this now, is there someone in your life that you watch a film with and you know they're falling asleep? You can see them, mm. they always fall asleep, and you've got to explain stuff to them. Exactly. It's a wind-up. That's why I can understand why why, you know, Maddie, if I'm a caller, be so familiar with her. Can I call her Maddie? Well, she signs off, thanks, boys, Madison. So, I mean, she's pretty Do you know what? I'm frank on the I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to call her Maddie. If she's got a problem, she can get back in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Um, all right, OK. It's a nice category. What are you going for, then? Bit of a twist. Uh, I am going to go... Um, it's got a great twist. 
And it's a film that really surprised me. I wasn't expecting much of it. 2019, Knives Out, Daniel Craig. Oh, that is a great film. It's a great film. Ensemble movie, isn't Ensemble it? Ensemble movie, uh, should say right now, let's not do spoilers, please. We, we are on a tightrope of spoilers, but I feel like we've got the trust, the bond of trust between us to do this. Mm, yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of a spoiler in that one, not spoiler, a twist. Uh, for me, this is weird, because she said, like, last 20 minutes, this is kind of halfway through, but you know I'm a big fan of Castaway with Tom Hanks? Yeah. The best bit of that movie is... The bit where you think, oh, he's going to get rescued pretty soon. And then it says, like, five years later. Yeah. So it's not a twist as such, but it's one of those mo- bits in the film where you're like, hey, on a minute, what's going on there? It's crazy. Yeah. And that's not a spoiler either. That's so... a, it's been out for donkey's years. <laughs> exactly. Donkey's years. Right, so we're starting off with Castaway and Knives Out. And Maddie needs a film with a fantastic twist, so Jesse misses out on it. Yeah, you loser. Uh, Rob says, Chinatown, stone-cold classic film, and the reveal when... Uh, Jake finds out Evelyn's secret still shocks. Do you know what? I, I can't... I've watched that film not that long ago because I went into, like, a real film noir type of rabbit hole thing. And I, I can't remember there being a twist in it. So I was obviously too thick to understand what was going on. I'm not going to ask because I haven't seen that film. And I'm not going to ask because... I've also, I need to share with the audience here, what I've seen in this studio is our producer just suggests a film that he hadn't seen and you went, oh, yeah, 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 and then just gave away the twist. It's a film from 1996, <laughs> Primal Fear, with Richard Gere. It rhymes. Don't do it again, though. Don't do it. Ed Norton's the baddie. <laughs> if, you've not, if it's in a video shop and you've not seen it, right, you've only got yourself to blame. I'm um, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Jesse, if you're listening, Jesse, mate... <laughs> Wake yourself up, slap yourself around the chops, get watching. Sarah has said, I realise it's very much the wrong season for this. It is the 30th of June today, and she says last Christmas. Now, have you seen that? Uh, too many times. <laughs> I don't know that film. Um, it's It heavily features George Michael's Last Christmas. OK. Um, and I won't give the twist away. Uh, but you think it's going to be a bad film, and then... Twists, and then the last half an hour is quite interesting. Shoot out or something, is it? <laughs> that would be good, though, wouldn't it? Um, quite a few coming in. Uh, Jamie's tweeted, Lee's tweeted. Uh, Dusk till dawn, 1996. Quentin Tarantino, huge twist halfway through. That goes very weird. Uh, Dan says it's got. He's picked a movie that I've requested. I, I, I suggested a few weeks ago on this feature, uh, the Shane Meadows movie, Dead Man's Shoes. Brilliant mm. soundtrack. I think that's what we were talking about at the time. But there is a, it's a hell of a twist in that. That's a great film. Okay. So that's another one. Also, someone says Seven. Uh, what an oh, ending. Wow, what a what a film. Fairly grim night in. <laughs> Comes with a warning, but still a great movie. <laughs> uh, right, Helen's up. What are you recommending, Helen? Um, Gone Girl with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. It's got a, quite a big plot twist, so if somebody falls asleep... Yeah. It's going to be a major problem if they miss that part. That's what we want. We want we want Jesse to really yeah. just feel the pinch of n- not getting a really major part of that movie. It's a great film as well, isn't it? It is a good film, but as I said, it's not one for the kids. Not one for the kids. Okay, now I'm going to have to hold my hands up here and say I haven't seen it. Yeah. So without giving a spoiler away, give me like a one sentence pitch for like the first two thirds of it. What's it like? Go on, go on, Helen. Um, she tries to frame her husband for her death, so she sets up little traps around the house for oh. the police to find. Okay. It's sneaky, isn't it? It's a bu- isn't it a book? Yeah. started off as a book and then was made into yeah, a movie? Yeah, it started off as a book, yeah. Brilliant. So we reckon if Jesse falls asleep during this, he's going to look like a ripe plum if he starts talking about it afterwards, because <laughs> he, he won't realise. Yeah, because you'll think she's dead, and then she's not. 
Okay, well, let's try and avoid. Is that the spoiler? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's the spoiler, but I haven't told you all the spoilers. I still recommend watching it, and it's on at least Prime and Netflix. Oh, right, so. okay. I think if we kept talking to you, you probably would tell us all the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Thank you, Helen. No worries. Thank you for your lovely comments about our mint eating quiz a bit earlier on. But this is unbelievable. Obviously, the, the mystery mint that was identified by the winner, Alex, was, of course, an extra strong mint. John, the lift engineer, just a second has texted to say, guys, did you know that if you bite a tree ball extra strong mint with your front teeth in the dark, looking in a mirror, you'll see a small flash or a spark? Right, well, I'm going to save that last one for later. That can't be true. It's crazy. <laughs> right, Hometime Film Club. Yeah. Uh, what are we going with? Tristan is hanging on. Tristan, you got one for us? It's a classic. It's from the 80s. It's called Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp? I've never heard of it. Richie, you ever heard of Sleepaway Camp? Never heard of Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> well, if I, if I can describe it, I could, I could probably say, if, if you remember Friday the 13th, yep, crossed yep. with Scooby-Doo, Possibly right. cross with the crying game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Uh, well, that one. Uh, let's have a look here. Um, I, I'm concerned about his internet uh, movie database score, Richie. That's where I am. Um, 6.2 out of 10. Better than I thought. That's good. Angela, a shy young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honourable intentions gets their comeuppance. And if he falls asleep and wakes up at the very final scene, that's the exact twist, and it'll shock him slightly. Right, so this Sorry. is going to put the wind up uh, uh, up Jesse Big Star, this, you reckon? Definitely, yeah, yeah. And it was so good, they made a sequel about 20 years later with the exact same cast featuring the exact same camp counsellor wearing the exact same shirt. Let's quickly see how that one did on uh, IMDb. Uh... It can't eclipse the first one, surely. Do you know why it hasn't even come on the site? It's that well, bad. Put, put it this no, way. No, it has. 5.5 out of 10. It's on the decline. Yeah, you can't do the same twist twice. It would have won off for that one. You've done us proud so far. Some brilliant suggestions. You've done Madison proud in many ways. Uh, we've got Sasha on the line. You've got a good movie to recommend for us. Is that right? Oh, have I got to give the game away? No, don't uh, give the game away. Just tell us what the movie is. It's the tightrope that this phone-in is that you, you need to just describe and, and uh, sing the praises of the movie without giving it away. Okay, so oh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's roughly so a guy called Eli who spends. What's the movie? What's the movie? Let's start with that bit of information. <laughs> What's it called? Yeah. <laughs> Book of Eli. The Book of Eli. Right, Book of Eli. Uh, Never heard of it. Yeah. Who's in it? Uh, Denzel Washington. Oh well, it's going to be good then. Yeah, Denzel Washington, Gary Oldman, I think Mila Kunis. It's a good good lineup. Um, so the Book of Eli. Eli himself, he spends about thirty odd years wandering across North America, fighting all sorts of danger to keep a book safe. Right. All right. And is, is that where you should stop with telling us about the movie? You don't want to do a spoiler? Yeah, I really... It's one of those where you watch it and when you get to the point of realising the twist, you, honestly, it's gobsmacking and you're like, I, I have no idea. I really don't want to say too much. No, I imagine, <laughs> is it the kind of movie where it's such a twist that you turn to the person that you're watching with saying, well, I didn't see that coming? You're literally speechless. You don't even say that. You can't even say anything. <laughs> no, wow. I, I was honestly speechless. <laughs> Brilliant. So this is going to. This is the the theme this evening about uh, movie club is that uh, uh, Jesse snoring away there is not going to know what's hit him. Yeah, hundred percent. The book of Eli. We've made a note. Thank you very much. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for your input. We do have to uh, tie up some loose ends before we f- fly off into the evening. We've got to pick a movie then for Madison, who wants a movie with a twist at the end to wind up her other half. Jesse? Um, I am intrigued by The Book of Eli. It's a Denzel Washington film that neither you nor I have watched, and we love Denzel. Sasha sold it so damn well, I think this has got to be the one that we pick. 6.8 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. Well, what I feel like what has been the theme this evening is that most of these movies are around about the five or six mark. <laughs> Nothing's punctured that high a bit there, exactly. I think. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the one, and it's just under two hours, uh, which is a perfect amount of time. Jesse might not even fall asleep because it's not even two hours. You've done us proud. Thank you again. We'll see you tomorrow. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, we all know what you're here for. Uh, it's a third and final attempt at synchronised littering, but there's been a development. While you've been listening, our producer has said he wants to get involved. He said, do you want to try a three-way? <laughs> he did say that. The only way that you will get the chance to do this is if we miss again. All right, that's the forfeit. Yeah, okay. so we so we do it. If we miss, then the the, gra- the floor is yours. Both okay? Miss, yeah. okay? We've both got miss. Three... Three. Two, two, one. Oh. Okay, so just to uh, recap what happened there, because this is obviously quite a poor thing to listen to. <laughs> is uh, it? Well, I don't know. The jury's out. You can let us know what you think. I scored, Richie missed, Adem missed. I scored? I scored. No, you missed, Richie. I, I scored? I scored. I was watching. It was me. It was Bush. It was me. It was my one went in. VAR. Where's VAR when you need it? I, 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 I'm not being silly here. I honestly saw that and thought I went. That went in. On, on my children's life, it was it was mine. It was my ball that went in. Wow! What controversy? <laughs> Who'd have thought that right at the very end? Maybe this is this has got a future. This particular game. But producer Dems didn't go in. No, it? That's no. the main thing. <laughs>